Hey guys, welcome to Naked and Unashamed, the podcast where we take off the mask, take off the filters, and wear our most vulnerable self, sweetie, without the guilt and shame attached to it. I'm Tega, your host, and I would love to welcome you to the space where we can rest in the realness of our stories, grow in our faith, perspective, and in the healing process. So glad you tuned in. Keep listening for today's episode. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Naked and Unashamed. Boop, boop, boop. I'm Tega, and if this is your first time tuning into one of these, never heard of her, never seen her, don't even know why you need to be naked and ashamed at the same time, well, welcome to Naked and Unashamed. And this is the space where you can be your most vulnerable self, void of guilt and shame. Now, y'all, times are real crazy right now. Like, Miss Rona has us all on punishment. She said we can't come outside anymore until quiet time is over. So who even knows when our good sis is going to let us out the quarantine? We don't know. We are unsure. We don't know what to do at this point other than to stay inside, don't open the door, keep it locked, all that good stuff. So either way, Miss Rona can't stop me because she partially inspired today's episode. See, today's episode actually was not originally planned, but in more recent events, it seems like God was kind of orchestrating today's topic and inspiring me to have a take a talk about real things happening in my real life. So for those of y'all who think I'm a robot... Sorry, sorry, love. Can't can't really agree with you there. Anyways, today's talk is kind of about this idea of the waiting room. Now, if we're all pretty honest with ourselves, we're all kind of accustomed to this idea of the waiting room. But I want to give you some broader perspective that will hopefully stretch your thinking a little bit. And the definition I'll put on it on what a waiting room is, is pretty much anything or anyone that blocks or prolongs your ability to go to the next thing. Anything that essentially limits your mobility to continue or move forward is what I would identify as a waiting room. Now, a waiting room can be the physical waiting room that you sit in whenever you go to the dentist because you probably got 12 cavities. Well, at a point in time, I had three, so let me not talk. A waiting room can be the confines of your car when you're sitting in traffic and trying to figure out what possibly could be causing the entire state to be sitting in one spot. A waiting room can be your house since Miss Rona said you can't go outside anyways. A waiting room can be your singleness and your mindset that there's no one for you to pursue or there's no one pursuing you quite yet. A waiting room can be the fact that you've sent over 20 applications to 20 different jobs and no one has gotten back to you yet. A waiting room can be the fact that you're still in school, but you'd rather be traveling the world and doing adventurous things like being a TikToker because that's so adventurous. (laughs) A waiting room can be trying to figure out your next steps, but you have no clue what the first step even looks like. See, the list goes on and on and on because we're all pretty familiar with waiting rooms. We're all familiar with this idea of wanting so badly to go on to the next thing and do the next thing and be the next thing and have the next thing. And that's why coronavirus has us all going crazy right now. See, you aren't really scared of getting the virus. I would say that most people really aren't scared of getting the virus. They're more so scared of staying inside. Why? Because we all have the common fear of being stagnant. We fear immobility. 
We fear not progressing because as humans, that's what we're created to do. Like if you locked me in a room and said to sit there, like that was the scariest thing for me as a kid when they were like, just sit down. I'd be like, oh my gosh, I have to pee. I'd pretend to pee before they had me sit down in a spot. But see, we were created to grow and change and experience and learn and do so much more. And that's why the waiting room is is a big tension. See, the waiting room is a tension between the past and the future. In my own life, I have a lot of different waiting rooms. See, I'm a senior in college. Well, as of right now, I'm still a senior, but Corona got the school going crazy. So who knows when I'm graduating? But I'm a college senior studying neuroscience. And with graduation supposedly being a month and a half away, it feels like in this current season of life, undergrad seems to be a waiting game of having to be really, really patient to get this piece of paper that I worked four years for. I also happen to be a single woman in her early 20s. And to be real, real honest with y'all, it's not all gung-ho at the talent show at times. I'm a little over six months into my year of no dating and there are moments where I've questioned whether I was even seen or acknowledged or if this guy is the guy for me or does he see me or does he like me. Another one would be I start graduate school in the fall and I'm broke broke y'all like if you ain't got no money take your broke self home type broke. So being in the waiting room of financial strain is very real y'all. But as I've continued to do some digging and understanding and reading, I've kind of learned about this idea of waiting rooms. And this is what I want to talk about today in this Tega talk. I want to talk about why waiting rooms exist, what lies at the core of our waiting rooms, practical ways to kind of get out of them and practical ways to steward them well. So let's get into the goodies. Yeah, the goodies. Okay, it's, it's probably not that good, but let's get into it. So So let's start with this breakdown. The word wait in itself originates from the old French word gate, G-A-I-T, which means to look out or watch. The first recorded waiting room actually didn't exist in the late 1600s. And as I mentioned before, the tension we feel towards waiting rooms, whatever yours may be, is actually the between stage between the past and the future. So in other words, some may call that tension between the past and the future, the, you guessed it, and you was right, honey, the present. The present exists between the past and the future. And as a culture, I would like to say that the present or the word present is a curse word. Like you might as well add it to the ranks of the F word because as a culture, we are greatly future oriented. And in fact, we are so future oriented that in the grand scheme of things we want to know when we're getting married what our jobs are if our children are going to turn out to be giant rats if our friends will be our friends forever is the economy going to tank i mean the list is endless and for the measures and lengths we go to figure out the future they're pretty grand and anything i mean like anything that gets in the way of us planning predicting or pressing towards our future causes great tension and we as a society hate tension That's why half of y'all don't go to the gym. Let's be real. Half of y'all don't go to the gym because you hate any type of tension, whether it be physical or mental or emotional or spiritual, anything that makes you uncomfortable makes you itch. And there's not enough ointment to save the situation. So I have a theory. I have a theory that whenever we get into these waiting rooms, usually people do one of two things. 
So people will, one, treat the waiting room like the plague, not like corona, but like the black plague. Let's let's be more practical. There are people who will literally bathe in an ant pile before they step into a season of waiting. And that's wild. And and why, you may ask. Because any pause in their hustle and bustle in the grind season might cause them to have to stop and think. Isn't that scary? It might cause them to have to reflect on themselves, their actions, and face issues that they might have been avoiding. And truth be told, to many, avoiding issues is a lot better than dealing with them. So if you believe in God, instead of waiting on God to provide the very thing that he promised you, you might go and take matters into your own hands because you'd rather have control than wait. Or you end up in the failing relationship. Or you end up at job number 14 because you keep jumping from job to job. Or you end up in the same cycle that you told yourself last time that you would never step back into because you decided to avoid the waiting room. See, people can also do the second thing, which is treat the waiting room like a permanent stop sign. There are people who will literally take this idea of having to wait as a means to an end. And they'll end everything and throw in the towel on their own way to the next step. Why does this occur? Why does that even matter? See, I'd like to think that it's all based on this notion that we believe that if the route and the path is easy, it's for us. So if it's easily attainable, if it's easily accessible, if you're naturally good at it and there's no difficulty in it, then that's the one you need to go for. See, this is why you get people who quit on calling. Because once you hit a waiting room and the very thing that you pride yourself on being so good at, you think, well, this probably isn't for me anymore. If the thing I'm good at is difficult, then it probably isn't for me. See, that's why you get people who quit on their own gifting. Because even if you run into the slightest thing that looks like an obstacle, you go ahead and throw in the towel. So you quit on the job because you were challenged. You quit on the relationship because the other person did something that you didn't necessarily like, like put the toilet roll on the other side as if you got toilet paper rolls because everyone took it with Corona. Anyways, you quit on the relationship because the other person did something you didn't like. But you also quit on the project you were working on because you hit a mind block and you thought that maybe you weren't supposed to do this at all. So what's the core of these waiting rooms? Who or what lands us there? See, a lot of times we end up in these waiting rooms because of circumstance. Take Miss Rona, for instance. This virus is the very thing that forced a lot of people into waiting rooms known as their home. See, no one sat there and was like, you're finna make them sweat in the house. See, not at all. You're probably in this waiting room because that's just part of life. No one just woke up and said, let me unleash the virus. It just kind of happened. There's very little in life that you can control other than your actions and reactions to things. And that's okay. See, but other times we end up in the waiting rooms because of ourselves. We can hide under the guise of patience to fuel our procrastination. That's probably why you haven't started writing the book yet. That's probably why you haven't started the YouTube channel or the blog or the podcast or the very thing that you've been wanting to. That's probably why the project that you've been wanting to work on has been sitting in your room in a notebook or in your laptop and it's gone unfinished for months. And you've been starting projects and stopping projects and starting projects and stopping projects. That's probably why you're frustrated because you're in a room that you created for yourself. And instead of stepping out of it, you've only furnished it. 
you added a cute little doily on the table. You added some chairs and some tables and all of these things because you don't want to leave a room because you're comfortable. And to be completely blunt with y'all, a great amount of people would be able to exit their own self-created waiting room if they just chose to take the energy they used to furnish that room and actually use it towards the very gifts, skills, and passions they possess. Now, I'm not calling anyone else out that I haven't called myself out on, but you know, that's just the tea. Hey guys, I hope that you have enjoyed this episode of Naked and Unashamed so far. I really do enjoy doing these Tega Talks because they kind of stretch me and having to talk by myself and do all the things. But if this is your first time listening to the podcast, thanks so much for listening and feel free to follow us on Instagram at NKD and Unashamed at NKD and Unashamed. All right, keep listening for the rest of this Tega Talk. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Naked and Unashamed. For those of y'all who might have felt attacked by the last things I was saying, no worries, because I attack myself first before I attack anyone else. And so if you're feeling convicted, then that's good. That is a feeling that I want you to feel. That is a pressure and a tension that I want you to sit in so that we can process these things together. That's why this thing is called Naked and Unashamed, because we get to kind of be vulnerable and be open about these things. But know that there's no shame in these things because it's very real. I've felt these things. I know multiple people have felt these things and that's okay. So I mentioned earlier that the root of this word wait comes from the language of looking out and watching something. See, the waiting rooms of your life don't exist as a stopping point or a place to run from. It exists because it's an intentional space created for you to be able to pause, not stop and look around. See, the waiting periods of your life aren't for you to distract yourself with social media or distract yourself with food or people or other things that give you temporary pleasure. The waiting room exists for you to be able to pause, look around, and reflect. This is usually the thought train I go on whenever I catch myself in these waiting rooms because I tend to catch myself in them pretty often. One question I ask myself is, What is something that I used to do as a kid that I don't do anymore? What are some things or people who inspire me? What's something that I want to learn more about? Is there a conflict in my life that I may have mishandled? Is there someone in my life right now that I might need to reach out to and connect with again? Is there a project that I may need to start or even finish? What are some things that excite me that I need to try and step into? What is an emotional or physical tension that I've felt lately that I need to dissect? What is something that I need to process with a mentor or a counselor or something that is holding me back from stepping forward? See, I promise you that there is something that you have in your back pocket as an answer to at least one of those questions. For me, it was this podcast. It's the fact that as a kid I always loved creative projects and speaking and writing and reading when I was a kid you would always catch me singing and dancing and entertaining because it was always in my wiring to do so and I caught myself in a waiting room and felt completely frustrated trying to figure out why I was in a rut so after some prayer and time of reflecting I asked God to reveal to me the very things of my own heart and he reminded me of the very things he put in me and gave me full permission to explore and grow in those things. The thing about the waiting room 
of life is that they aren't, you know, these four cornered rooms that are closing in on you and suffocating you like you might like to think that they are. Waiting rooms are pause central. Think of them as opportunities to grow and nurture the very things that you possess or have the ability to possess. Take the waiting room as an opportunity for you to invest in you. The fir- What's the first letter in invest? Ah, invest in you, honey. If you believe in God, enter enter the season of centering him in everything and anything that you do. Go to the source to gain resource. Go to the supervision for provision. That'll preach. <laughs> in reality, I cannot sit here and talk to you guys as if I'm not sitting in waiting rooms um, of my own. And that waiting rooms are cute and collected and all you got to do is just get out. Because as I mentioned earlier, sometimes you're in a waiting room that you can't choose to exit. Now, y'all know the name of this podcast is Naked and Unashamed. So I can't ask my guests to do something that I'm not willing to do myself. <laughs> in reality, the way my love life is set up, I'm in a season of waiting that I somewhat did and did not plan. See, what my waiting process previously looked like was... I was like person one that I mentioned early and the two people that you might like turn out to be in this waiting room thing. The one who avoids waiting like a plague. When it came to relationships, I would take things into my own hands and my own timing because if I wanted something or someone, I wanted it right at that moment. For me, there was never a waiting process because why wait when you can get instant gratification, right? Well, that mindset and the way of acting that I did then actually cost me a lot of important relationships in my life. Rather than waiting on God and waiting um, and growing in this waiting room season and waiting room period, I bypassed all of that. Like I was like, zoom, I'm not doing that and ended up burning some really valuable things to a crisp. Honestly, y'all, I ended up messing up what could have been really crucial friendships just because I wanted to zoom past all of those things I was eager to date and take the claim and the label of being in a relationship which side note ladies like don't zoom past the process for the label don't (laughs) that's what ignoring the waiting room can cost you not being engaged in such a crucial season can cost you relationships friendships jobs your character and so much more Right now, I'm being stretched because for the first time, I'm choosing to wait on God to be pursued and wait on the guy to see me rather than trying to manipulate my way into being seen. And I would try to make sure that these guys saw that I was smart and that I was funny and that I could dress well and that I had this talent and that talent in hopes that they would see me. And that was going outside of the waiting period. And how could I cultivate things in me to grow and be better and do better? It hasn't been easy and don't hear me speak like this as if like, oh, I've got it all figured out because I'm still learning these things every single day. And a lot of the times I'm still itching to bypass this process, but then I'd be sabotaging myself and gaining and miss out on gaining amazing insight and wisdom in such a crucial season. See, waiting does not have to be wasting. And if that, if you haven't heard that before, I'm going to say it louder. Waiting does not have to to be wasting that's my entire point you can very well be in the season of waiting and be proactive about growth and pursuing the lord if you believe in god growing in your gifts trying to 
fail and do amazing new things and explore and so much more. This time of waiting doesn't have to be one in which you continue to fill up your basket of things that you'll do one day, which is the worst phrase that you can do to yourself and the biggest dishonor you can do to yourself. There's a lot of things that, yes, take time and yes, you receive it now, but it takes time to grow and cultivate for it to be the best thing that it can be. But there's other things like if you have always said that you wanted to go on a drive to Tennessee, go on the drive to Tennessee. What is stopping you from doing that? What is stopping you from turning your one day into today? For me, those things were things like finally getting a gym membership. Don't judge me because I finally got there, even though the gym is closed because of Corona rip. Starting the process of going to counseling, going on more solo trips because I used to want to wait for other people to travel with me. And then I realized what is actually stopping me from getting in my car and going to the very place that I wanted to explore serving in my church and becoming a small group leader and volunteering in different places and being a servant before I try to prove myself as a leader because you cannot prove yourself as a leader if you are not a good servant starting to write and create music again and music has always been a passion of mine and something that I'm digging back into because I realized that there were things in me that I just kept in me And starting to dream up ideas on fashion and looks that I want to create because those are all things that I'm passionate about, as well as learning ways to love people more, ask more intentional questions, have more intentional conversations and create mechanisms to do that. The list could go on, but it takes the perspective shift of realizing that you have too much in you and too little time for you to think that waiting is not for your benefit. The wait is for you. It's for you to be able to look up, to look in, so that you have more clarity on how to look out. So for anyone who's in a waiting room, trying to figure out why you're there, how to get out, what to do, how to move, or anything else, here's what I have to say to you. Look up. If you believe in God, ask him, what are some things that I'm missing right now? What are some things that I need to grow in? What are some things that will help me evolve into the person that you created me to be? What are some things that I have been looking over this entire time? And what are some things that you think will help me unleash parts of myself that I didn't know existed? Look in. There are a lot of things in you that probably have gone unseen. Maybe you have tendencies that you have. Maybe you're quick to be angry. Maybe you have a jealous spirit. Maybe you constantly give up on things. Maybe you have a fear of failure. Whatever it is, maybe this is a time for you to look in and figure out, is this a generational thing? Which most of the time it is. Is this a generational thing that I need to figure out? Are there things in me that I need to sift through and dig through so that I can be a better person for the people around me? And you don't, yeah, you don't primarily exist for the people around you. You exist for God because God created you in order to do purpose in this world. But at the same time, there are some things that can help grow you and be better. And then look out. Use this time to gain perspective on how to look out with a new lens. I promise you this world isn't as terrible as you would like to make it out to be. And yes, there are terrible things, but this world in itself is not terrible. If we would all choose to look in and then look out by looking in and gain perspective on the people around us, 
how we can love them better, how we can treat them better, and how we can exist better. Now, take the time to learn yourself. Learn what younger you was excited about. Learn about the things that people told you, like, that's not going to be marketable, but you enjoyed it anyways. Step back into those things because you have the time, you have the margin. I promise you, you do. Step into the things that you've always wanted to do. For me as a kid, like, I always wanted to travel. I always wanted to explore. I always wanted to be famous, which I don't even know if that's actually a thing. Who knows? But I always wanted to entertain and do all the fun things and be creative and just inspire people to know that they have so much in them that can be unleashed. Give yourself time to do those things. Complete those projects that have been sitting on your table. And if you're not feeling the inspiration to step into those things, step out. Go to a new location. Get an Airbnb. Have a weekend to yourself to reprocess and get those creative um, juices flowing again. Take time to spend time with family. Take time to, to do whatever it is that you need to do in order to gain new perspective and hear God with a clarity that you didn't previously have. And say yes to yourself and enjoy the gifts of the waiting because I guarantee there are tons of them if you allow yourself to look out and watch. So with that, that is the end of this episode. I told you it was going to be shorter than normal. I just had a little something, something to say, but I hope that you enjoyed this episode of Naked and Unashamed. I hope that you enjoy the waiting room because you're probably going to be waiting in that room for a little bit longer because Corona's got the world going crazy and who knows what the world looks like from here. But I hope that you are encouraged to know that this time is not wasted time if you allow it not to be. Take this time, grow, and be better, love. And I will see you guys next episode. Doodles.